four score and New this morning, years. we're getting our first look inside the Hello, and welcome to First Hand, the podcast where we hear first-hand, first-hand accounts of the, the first Greg pod. It, I thought we were doing a healthy competition. Welcome to First Hand, the podcast where we hear first-hand accounts podcast. of the most important moments in history from the people who lived them. Are it's you happy a, with what you did? No. And I'm, I'm man enough to admit you won that one. Thank you. <laughs> you won the healthy competition, but don't you feel like what I did made yours better? I don't. Um, I think it interrupted it and made it hard to hear what the premise was. I feel do you like... want to do a clean one? <laughs> no, I think, listeners, if you want to hear a clean one, go to the backlog of every other episode where I get it out nice and clean. Um, but anyway. And I think we can maybe isolate my vocals. And I think if you hear mine without you interrupting it, <sighs> it'll it'll play a lot better. I feel like you think your vocals isolated will sound like that Marvin Gaye video where they isolated his singing on heard it through the grapevine you'll be like god i'm so incredible when in reality it'll just be like oh yeah or that david lee roth running through the devil one <laughs> running through the <laughs> devil it was, about, it was about it was about giving him the devil some really spicy jilly and oh, it was really? just running, running through, through the <laughs> run right through the devil dude and then of course they had to censor it Ugh. and make it some you can't say anything anymore. pc family bullshit like running with the devil <laughs> well anyway I'm Devin Field, and this, of course, is my co-host, Greg Gallant. Hey, I'm Greg Gallant. I, here we are again. <laughs> We're here. I, through some weird confluence of editing and, I think, audio issues, it once again seems like I fired a gun at our guests. Because that's what happened. I've, I guess I'm getting tired of telling you at the start of every new episode, that that is what happened last week. Yeah. Are you blacking I, look, out? No, here's... I've done some soul-searching this week, and I've realized that... You say this every week. I've... I'm, I'm a bad guy. Wow. I'm a bad guy. I know. And and as such... And I, I you know, I tried a couple of weeks not having a gun, not having bullets. Barely I'm not... Tried. I've given up on that. I've got a gun and bullets. But... So it's just what that you've stops like accepted a, your bad nature. But what stops a bad guy with a gun, Devin? No, oh, no, a good guy with a gun, and that's why I have <clears throat> my friend Charles here. Charles is a professional security guard. Yeah, I noticed this large hulking man standing behind you, and he's got a couple of guns. Wow. Charles, you got one on your ankle. <laughs> Charles says he does. Charles sounds Charles, like a bullfrog. He, he does have a bit of a bullfrogish <laughs> voice. Um. Well, and I found him in a lake. Okay. Well, I'm uncomfortable with him here, and but I hey, don't want to watch, watch this. Kill watch you. what happens when I draw my firearm. Okay. Oh, fuck. <laughs> God. He pistol whipped yeah. you so oh, hard. Fuck. See? <laughs> uh, he also won't shut up about Warner Brothers properties <laughs> or Budweiser. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, I am well, bleeding from the eye. And I'm uncomfortable that he's here. Okay. Well, today, uh, you know, obviously, uh, this is the podcast where we, you know, talk about famous moments in history that we were there for, that we witnessed. Because again, the simplest way for us to explain this is that we are sort of Forrest Gumps. We're like Forrest Gump. We saw it all. We were there for it all. Boom! And, Snappy, easy. And today's explained topic is no exception. We're doing a little. It's sort of a film centric episode of the podcast. Yeah. We're talking about the production of the classic Vietnam War film, 
Apocalypse Now. Great movie. Such a good movie. It's the perfect length of being incredibly long. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially if you watch that Redux director's cut, it's about, I think it's about oh, yeah. 3.30 on that. On it, that it is. I, I wish they could have gone a little longer, honestly. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I, and sometimes when I watch it, I'll, every couple minutes, I'll rewind 30 seconds mm-hmm. just to add another, you know, of course. hour to the movie. What are some other things I love about the movie? Almost no women. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's okay for me to say that that's good. Because well, it's, I mean, it's accurate, right? Yeah. It's just accurate. There weren't, there just weren't women in the 70s. No. No, very few. I think it was like Carly Simon and Cher were like the two women in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess Madonna was a kid. Maybe. No, we don't know. So, but that's not a woman. That's a child. She, (laughs) that's true. (laughs) They say women and children first. But hey, they're different. Yeah. Anyway, should I give a little background on the film? Let's. Greg? So it's a 1979 American epic war film directed, of course, by Francis Ford Coppola, starring Marlon Brando, Robert Duvall, Martin Sheen, Harrison Ford, Lawrence Fishburne, and Dennis Hopper. Uh, Though it's now regarded as a classic, the film faced an insane amount of production difficulties Mm. that included typhoons, heart attacks, bankruptcy, and the sexiest man alive showing up to work incredibly fat all Mm. of a sudden. That was the thing that happened. Um, The history of how the film came to be was... uh, Filmmaker John Milius, while working as an assistant for Coppola, was encouraged by his friends George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. Uh, <laughs> pretty good friends to have, if yeah. you ask me. Maybe you heard of him. <laughs> to write. They, were, they encouraged him to write a Vietnam War screenplay, so he came up with the idea of adapting Joseph Conrad's classic novel, Heart of Darkness, to the Vietnam War setting. Greg, have you read Heart of Darkness? I, I was assigned to read it. Mm, I read it of my own free will wow. recently and found it. Dull. I see. I was. See, you were not assigned, and you did read it. That's and right. I was assigned, and I didn't. I read parts of. You know what? Great spark notes. Okay. Great, great spark, spark notes. notes on that one. Um, Milius did not want to direct the film himself, and felt that George Lucas was the best person for the job. Lucas worked with Milius for four years developing the film. Mm. Uh, he planned to shoot it on location in Vietnam while the war was still happening. Mm. And he also wanted Jar Jar in this. <laughs> That's right. Well, instead of uh, the original last line, instead of, you know, the horror, the yeah. horror is going to be Misa see the horror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, which is inappropriate. Well, and then it was, it was Jar Jar don't surf. That's right. Jar Jar don't surf. Uh, well, anyway, uh, due to the studio safety concerns and Lucas getting the green light to direct a little movie called Star Wars. Maybe you heard of it. <laughs> He decided to bail on shooting a movie in an active war zone, so Coppola decided to produce it and direct it and secured a budget of $14 million. There were some different casting choices initially, Greg. Oh, yeah. Steve McQueen was Coppola's first choice to play Willard, the part later played by Martin Sheen, but the actor did not accept because he did not want to leave America. Yeah, it seemed like no one <laughs> wanted to go. Nope. And I didn't. I think Brando only wanted to do it because they're like, "Well, just, you could only be there for like a week or something." Yeah, it was a month. Uh, Al Pacino was also offered Willard, but declined for the same reason. Other actors that were considered for major roles were Jack Nicholson, Robert Redford, James Caan, Tommy Lee Jones, Keith Carradine, Nick Nolte, and Clint Eastwood. Mm. Didn't work out with any of them. So this, there's something that connects all those guys, and I can't put my finger <laughs> sure. on it. Sure, something about them. Anyway, 
Martin Sheen eventually got the part because they were impressed by his screen test for The Godfather. Um, but or he was their sorry, he was their first choice. But he had signed on for another project, and Harvey Keitel was cast. Mm, and they shot right. for several days, and then Coppola was unhappy with Keitel's take and replaced him with Martin Sheen. Uh, and he also, by 1976, Coppola had persuaded Marlon Brando to play Colonel Kurtz for an enormous fee of $3.5 million for a month's work. Mm. Filming began in the spring of 76, and here are just a few of the things that went wrong. <laughs> Typhoon Olga wrecked the sets at Iba, and on May 26, 1976, production was closed down. Most of the cast and crew went back to the United States for six to eight weeks. One day, the film's entire payroll was stolen. Uh, Coppola had to offer his car, his house, and the Godfather profits as security to finish the film. Martin Sheen suffered a heart attack during filming. Sheen's brother, Joe Estevez, filled in for him for six weeks while he recovered. Marlon Brando arrived on set weighing 300 pounds and began working with Coppola to rewrite the ending because it made no sense anymore. Uh, the director hid his weight by dressing him in black and photographing only his face and having another taller actor double for him. A major sequence in a French plantation that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars was cut from the film. A water buffalo was slaughtered with a machete, of course, in the climactic scene. Because of this, the American Humane Society gave the film an unacceptable rating. Uh, and then and principal so basically dooms your movie. <laughs> yeah, once if the, the Humane, Humane Society comes out against you, mm -hmm. you're not doing no back That's it. Uh, well, principal photography finally ended on May 21st, 1977, but it took post-production over a year to complete the film because of sound problems and other editing concerns. Uh, the premiere was delayed many times, and the film was shown in many different forms until finally on August 15th, 1979, Apocalypse Now was released in 15 theaters in the United States. Today, the movie is regarded as a masterpiece by white men. Uh, <laughs> it's on AFI's list of the 100 top movies at number 30. It was nominated for eight Academy Awards and won two for Best Editing and Best Cinematography. So wow. really... It was all worth it. Maybe we got to get their editor here mm. to take care of some of these, you know, little post problems where it sounds like I'm shooting. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they could edit out the sound of your murders. Greg, what were you doing on the set of the Apocalypse Now movie? Well, you uh, you touched on it a little bit, Dev, but I was there. Uh, I was I was there as an assistant. Okay. I was a just a lowly. Lowly production assistant. Um, you know, I was there for a while. I was there through the Harvey Keitel time. I was there through the earliest parts. You sure. know, I was a gopher. I was getting, I was getting Starbucks for everyone, which is hard as hell when you're in the seventies in Southeast Asia. Yeah. Um, so I, I was racking up a lot of miles, though. It was a very lucrative, uh, lucrative gig. Um, and, and then, like you said, the man shows up. Brando, Brando shows up and he was he was not looking like, you know, the young hunk that we all knew him as. No, he's big and fat. He was big, he was big and fat. I think a lot of that 3.5 mil, you know, it went right into went right into food, you know? Yeah. The stock of McDonald's skyrocketed <laughs> that year. And I think I think it was a lot of Brando. Well, so, Brando played Grimace for a while. Yeah. In the ads. And he showed up. Like, that's what you can't say. You can't say that part of it, but he fucking showed up purple. Yeah. 
<laughs> he showed yeah. up purple. He was 300 pounds. He had long blonde hair and he was purple. purple. <laughs> and he had this friend with him that kept stealing everyone's hamburgers. Yes. Yes. Um, and that, of course, was legendary actor James Kahn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I guess, yeah. Like, he, Kahn loves hamburgers. Yeah, that's right. But so, so, you know, Coppola doesn't know what to do. His star actor is, is, is like a big tub of purple lard. And now, who does he see? Me. I, you know, since the time we've been here at this point, I've lost about 70, 80 pounds. Jesus and so Christ. he's like, this guy is a fitness freak. He knows how to work out. And he hired me to be the personal trainer for Brando. Now, the truth was I had fucked the caterer's wife. And so he Greg. stopped feeding me. And I was just malnourished and starving and and really just, I was delirious most of the time from hunger. You have a knack for entering a new professional space and fucking the exact wrong person's wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everyone gets one knack in this world. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, when I, well, you know, when, when I was, <laughs> of course, when I played for the Yankees, right. me and Miss... Steinbrenner. That's right. You, you had a long relationship with Miss Steinbrenner. And what? Where did we land on that? I'm sorry, Miss Steinbrenner song that I recorded. Are you, I think it's a derivative of what? <laughs> Don't worry about it. All right. Uh, yeah. So, so, so you had to help Brando lose weight. Yeah. Um. And I, like I said, didn't know anything about weight loss. Was delirious, mm. and so yeah, it didn't it didn't go super well. But I was the best option they had. So what did you? What kind of regimen did you get him on? Oh uh, well, I, you know, I was sort of an early adopter of keto. Mm. Talked about keto a little bit mm. last week when our intern Trav, rest in peace. That's right. Uh, brought me a skinny latte instead mm -hmm. of a low carb latte. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I was just filling him, filling him with. Beef and cheese and fat and okay. all that stuff uh -huh. to try to get him in ketosis. <laughs> um, but then, you know, you got he'd get instead mad. he entered a state of psychosis. Yeah, 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 and he'd get mad, and I'm like, well, I don't want to deal with him, so I give him a whole <laughs> loaf of bread. So now he's not in <laughs> ketosis, and he's eating all this fat. Um, because I would because. I was there, and we'll get to why mm -hmm. in a second. But I would regularly see him just with two baguettes in his mouth, like yeah, or walrus tusk. Yeah, he he was. We had a little game. We had a little game where he was, you know, he would do the walrus tusks, and and he, I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, this is a bombshell. I killed that water buffalo. Wow! To serve because I was going to cook it up and serve it to Marlon. Oh man. And and so yeah, they brought in that double, which is of course his twin brother. As not a lot of people know they're twins. It's Marlon and Sean Brando. <laughs> I love all the Brando brothers, yeah. to be honest. Uh, Have you seen uh Marlon Brando Jr.? He's very funny on some yeah. sitcoms. I know, and a lot of people are like, Oh, that's nepotism, and I'm like, I think he's funnier than Marlon Jr. That's right. <laughs> And he works just so much that you know he must be a nice guy. That's right. So I was I was feeding him, and I think you know what I honestly think Marlon was stress eating. Mm. I think that um, he he'd just broken up with Richard Pryor, uh, <laughs> right. as you know we all found out yeah, recently from sex. Quincy Jones, who is alive. Yeah, who 
you Quincy's did not alive. Count. He's yeah. not six feet under this studio. <laughs> yeah. He's not, you know, getting periodically grave robbed by me when I'm low on money. Oh, Greg. Um, Quincy's fine. Anyway, long story short, Marlon stayed fat and the movie was terrible. <laughs> uh, That's right. Yeah. Dev, how were you involved? Well, uh, thank you so much for asking. I, uh, I was actually an extra on this film. I was exploring oh. work in the acting world and I was like, background sounds good and to go to the philippines for months and shoot this crazy movie was one of the best why not so what happened to me i feel a little overshadowed by martin sheen in the sense that he had a heart attack i believe on maybe even his first day of filming i believe yeah, it was pretty young guy young, young guy young he had guy. a heart attack but then then so they changed the shooting schedule to shoot some more group scenes with the rest of the soldiers and stuff and uh and so the very next day, they shot a large group scene where we were just marching, you know, just marching around a military base. And I had a heart attack. And, uh, right. you know, and it, it was like, whoa, two heart attacks in two days. Oh, my God. But people were a lot less interested in my heart attack than in Martin Sheen's heart attack. And that's fair. Is it? Yeah. He's, he's you know, number one on the call sheet. <sighs> Bub. Even so, it's a human life. I'm a human sure, life. Sure. And then, but I, I fought through it. I got back to set the next day, ready to go. Let's shoot another scene. Yeah, you said if, if, if Sheen can bounce back from a heart attack and be on set six to eight weeks later, so, I can do it in one day. Yeah. So, what I came, was the medical advice given to you? Stop. stop. Please stop doing this. Ah. Um, stop drinking and smoking as much as I was. I would. I, I would have uh, about a half a handle of Jack Daniels and four cigars to wake up. Oh, to, and get into character. <laughs> I was worried you were going to say a day, but you're saying no, to, wake. to wake up. And you didn't really have a character per se, <laughs> didn't I? So I, <laughs> in the very next day, heart attack number two. Baby. Oh boy! And then I soldiered on, literally and figuratively, nice, and <laughs> continued shooting this film. For the for a year and a half, yeah, and I had a heart attack every single day, Craig. Every single day, I had. A heart I remember attack. I was there, man. It That's a total of what five hundred twenty heart yeah. attacks, God, roughly. Man, yeah. I mean, it got to a certain point where it was like part of the scheduled day, right? You'd be like, "All right, this shot down. takes us to Devin's heart attack." <laughs> That's right. That came up a lot. Yeah, I was eating a lot of the food that you weren't. Mm. Uh, that I think that contributed to yeah you were eating the stuff that even Brando wouldn't eat yeah 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 and he was honking down on, like I said a, a freshly slaughtered water buffalo that's right well and eventually my heart was replaced with the heart of that water buffalo yeah yeah I didn't cook that thing or anything it was no. like you know water buffalo sashimi that's right Am I using that? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. And uh, so I do have a water buffalo heart, and uh, I made it through production. And at the end of production, I'll never forget it. Finally, we wrapped, and Francis Ford Coppola grabbed me by the shoulder, and he looked me in the eyes, and he said, um, "You're you ruined my life." <laughs> <laughs> because wow. just because you know, it's, I stopped production every day for like four do, hours while I had. Do you think that was like he? Him being bad at small talk, or do you think he? I think be? so. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. these guys, they live awkward. in a bubble. They yeah. don't know how to talk to anybody. So they look at someone like me who made the whole movie, and they're like, "You ruined my life." How do you? How do you? How do you feel? How do you feel that that affected him going forward? Well, um, I think it really 
influenced his decision to not cast me as an extra in uh, Peggy Sue Got Married, mm. uh, which I snuck onto the set and mm. uh, I had a heart attack in every scene <laughs> of that movie as well. How many days of shooting was that? <laughs> only only like six or seven. How many days? How many heart attacks have you had in your life? Devin? Well, now it seems to be about six hundred. Wow. Yeah, that's got to be some sort of record. I hope so. I think it's me and Dick Cheney fighting for the top. Ah. Anyway, that was my involvement wow. with Apocalypse Now. Crazy. So now we're going to take a brief break, and then we're going to introduce two amazing guests who are right there with us in the jungles, in the shit, Great as they stories. say about the filmmaking industry. Yeah, in the shit. And then also, like, Coppola did make everyone take big old shit baths every day. And we'll talk so we about We were that. all literally in the shit. I'd rather not talk about it, but we probably will talk about that. I can't ever stop thinking about it. <laughs> And we'll be right back. And welcome back to the First Hand Podcast. First Hand, welcome. We're talking about the making of Apocalypse Now, and we'd like to introduce the first of our special guests, someone who is intimately connected with the, the, the film itself and the, the life on set. We have Mr. Richard Burquist. Hello. Hi, Richard. Hey, Rich. Thanks Thank so much for, for having being, me. Thanks for being here. Oh, of course. Now, you have a very unique involvement with the film. Yes. Well, I guess I could say that I was involved firsthand, but uh, I go. don't really remember much of it. Fascinating. <laughs> um, what a cryptic hint. Yes. As to what me your neither. Role but is. I, can, I was so delirious. <laughs> yeah, I honestly all time. I don't remember Devin, as much as I was. Of course, having constant heart attacks and of course, blackout drunk. So, hey, join out. the club. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't I guess I should fill fill the gaps Please. of this clue. I I was born on the set. Wow. Um so I don't that's why I was an infant at the time. My wow. mother was a uh, Deborah Burquist, uh a um location a scout. Oh my god, Debbie. The, yeah, yeah Debbie. 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 Debbie Burquist. Pregnant oh. Debbie. Yeah. yeah. And so she was she was pregnant, I guess, for the latter half of the film. Mm-hmm. And then she went into editing on the film as well. I see. And so she was over the entire course of creating this film, she um, she was just hanging out, mm-hmm. and um, I, uh, I I feel connected to the movie. Good, but I will say that uh, she had such a problem with the film and what happened that I do not know who my father is, and I have uh, not seen the movie. That wow, is tough to have not seen a classic it's, movie. It's so. Hard that you've gone through yes. life never knowing how good Martin Sheen's performance yes. is. Uh, it's also hard not to know who your father is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't care. Well, but, I don't have a, I don't know who my father is, and I will say that it's well, been tough. Well, I guess this begs the question do you think you were conceived on the set of Apocalypse Now? I mean, I, I think I, I think I have to. Have wow. Been. That's mother, amazing. She passed away late last year, and oh. uh, she was seemingly going to tell me, and then she was like, "Tomorrow, I'll let you know." Oh. And then she started smiling, and oh, then she no. then she faded from this mortal coil. God, that's so rude. Yeah, she ended on a she, cliffhanger. She knew it was. She thought she was being funny. I think. Oh, that you that, think she was trolling you? Yeah. Well, she, Debbie, that's so Debbie. That is. So, she would always fuck around like that on yeah, set. Yeah, oh, I heard. So, yeah, uh, she, she, she was she, a prankster. Yeah, she was yeah. a prankster. Yeah. 
Well, so, I mean, God, and then your father could have been, I mean, l- let's run through the list. Do you think your father was Harrison Ford? He had a small role. Yeah. I mean, look at me. What do you think? Hmm. Hmm. Let me think. I got a very weak chin. Put on this fedora real quick. Here, this one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Say you didn't kill your wife? I, I didn't kill my wife. No, I don't care. I don't think it was I him. don't think it's Harrison yeah, Ford. I don't no. think so. What That's think? Indiana Jones' famous line, <laughs> I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. He never did. He you know didn't. what? That makes me realize I was allowed to watch Indiana Jones. Wow. So, okay, so she's probably, clearly not a painful not memory associated yes. with Harrison yes. Ford and your mom. Interesting. Or Connery. Connery. Okay. What about Connery? Connery? I'm saying if you were allowed to watch Indiana Jones, your father wasn't. Sean Connery. Sean Connery, who of course visited the set frequently. Yeah. yeah, Sean Connery was at the set of Apocalypse Now a lot. Why didn't he ever pop into that movie? Um, I I think he was trying. I think every time he would, someone had a heart attack. Oh and they brother! Had to stop. Oh boy! Egg on my face mm-hmm. and in my heart. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> sorry about that again. When we put the buffalo heart in there, I was having a scramble and <laughs> okay. I spilled some of it in there. The doctor said it actually processed well. So oh, good. Yeah. So okay. who else? Who else? Who else? Coppola himself. I mean, could you be? They the were very close. Umpteenth Coppola. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I know for a fact that he has a problem with my mother, or he did. Uh oh. Um, something about her prank slowing down the set of the movie. Well, of um, course, her original prank as location scout was setting us up to film at that typhoon. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was that was funny. She got us good. I, God, that made me laugh. <laughs> a lot of deaths. Which, I heard a lot about her just laughing yeah. constantly mm. at the idea of looking at like the weather charts and coming up with <laughs> where yeah. you should film. Yeah. Yeah. She sinister. was a, most productions. The, the location scout isn't like an expert meteorologist. No. Um, and um, <laughs> that was my mom. Well, and of course her most famous recurring prank of all her sex prank. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she thought it was super funny to fuck everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and she would always yeah. do it. Cut, and Greg, you could relate to that. As, I mean, yeah, I thought, <laughs> Uh, you know, I, she dressed up as the caterer's wife, mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so that's right. I thought I was having sex with my frequent sexual collaborator, mm-hmm. <laughs> the caterer's wife, and she's like, she's like, just kidding, it's me, Debbie, and I was like, Debbie, you got me. So I mean, are you saying you could be my dad? Wow. Oh. Ah. Yeah, I know. Okay, I don't know. Wait, here, put on this fedora. Okay, this okay. one. <laughs> yeah, and say and you, say you did wife. kill your wife. <laughs> I did kill my wife. <laughs> okay, I'm not not seeing it. Tell you what. Tell you what. Um, we have our new intern here. This is Trav Junior. This is Trav Travis's son. Mm-hmm. Trav Junior. Trav. Not a lot of room left in the studio. <laughs> yeah, it's really crazy. Should I scoot over? Can oh, you yeah, take yeah. a little bit of my hair and a little bit of Richard's hair and run it out to 23andMe real quick? Uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> and, and I should say, Trav Jr. is a duck, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah quacks like a, a duck. He's a little duck. All right, <laughs> ow, okay, like you got me? Well, and of of course, uh, there we go, and we'll send those off to be sampled. And I actually, while while you're going, I do have some of Dennis Hopper's hair here. Don't wor- worry about yeah. why is it why you think <laughs> that, that. Just in case it was Hopper. Well, and of course, I, I guess I didn't, I buried the lead a little bit on the story of what Coppola said to me on the last day, because he took me over the shoulder. He said, you ruined my life. And then he kissed me. Mm. And I liked it. And I kissed him back. And we started kind of going for it. And as I undressed him, 
I realized, wait a second, this isn't freaking Coppola. This is Debbie. Uh, Debbie, you pranked me so hard. And so we made love. Wow. On the last day of of the shoot. And I had four heart attacks during that sexual encounter. (laughs) My God. Yeah. That was the thing my mom would say often is that sex is super funny. (laughs) And... Yeah, to fuck everyone it is. is hilarious. It is. And, and I there I could from personal experience, I've never done anything funnier than having a massive coronary heart attack while oh, also sense. having an orgasm. It was real slapstick <laughs> there. I yeah. mean, in every sense. What's well, so trap trap? <laughs> okay, so oh, got to get him back in. Waddling back in here. Yeah. Okay, he's coming back in for the breakup. Ski takes some of Dev's DNA too. Yeah. And real quick, put on this fedora. Not you, try. <laughs> Give me that. Give me that fedora. Okay. Uh, hey, wait, hold on. Richard, put on that fedora. <laughs> okay. okay. Sure, sure, sure. And say, um, I, I did not kill my live-in girlfriend. Okay. I did not kill my live-in girlfriend. Wow. And now I saw a little something. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we'll get to the bottom of who your father might have been by the end of this episode. Maybe. Probably not. Yeah. But uh, God, uh, well, it's Trev, exciting. Uh, let's just hope that Twenty Three and Me headquarters is south. Yay! Because <laughs> that's the direction. That's the way Jr. ducks fly. They took yeah. off. Well, uh, w- Richard, we'll keep you here, but we'll also introduce our next guest, uh, another person who's intimately connected with this film. Uh, I'm, I'll let him explain himself. It's Mr. Noah Patagonia. Yeah, I was there, man. Oh, I was there. Wow. Yeah, I was, wow. I was right there, man. We were, Such uh, energy from you. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, you know, that's, when you're on that film, you the energy never leaves you, man. Yeah, man. Oh, man. I, wow. You know, he was a god, man. He uh-huh. was a god. Who are you talking Kurtz, about? Kurtz, man. Oh, oh man. He, you know, he, he could see things, he could feel things. He talked to you about history, about time, about war, man, and it was all, it all it was all real. Kurtz, you know? the, Kurtz, the character, the, the character, uh, the person, man, the god, man. He was there. Okay. Books. He wrote books. Oh, uh huh. We ate, man. We ate. We ate. We you feasted. Ate? We saw. You know. Uh huh. I don't totally know, but yeah, okay. So you were in Colonel Kurtz's sort of entourage? That's where, yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. They brought me on and they were like, hey, you'll be here in the temple. They some, something. Someone said something about scenes. We'll be in these scenes, uh-huh. the temple scenes on the steps and the skulls and stuff, man. And then we started hearing him talk and it was amazing, man. Uh-huh. Spitting wisdom. I, I'm so sorry, Noah. I think you, you might have been a background actor, an extra. Yeah, uh, sure. I, I saw That's, you in extras holding at different points, yeah. yeah. Were you, did they, you know, feed you a food that was pointedly not as good as the food everyone else got to eat? It's like a lot of string cheese, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, string cheese. Yeah, uh, a little a string cheese. Did yeah. you make an amount of money every week that seemed wrong? Like it couldn't possibly be enough? <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, that, man. But, but then it, it was all washed away because I remember all these other memories, man. We started, that's when we started being, being awakened. You know, we started hearing him talk, man. He was this. He was this big guy. Curse kept getting bigger. Got bigger every week somehow, yeah, man. Yeah, that's on me. <laughs> yeah. So you were genuinely swept up in the religious teachings of Colonel Kurtz. Oh yeah, uh, man. He had some. He had stuff to say, man. The horror. The horror, man. You must yeah. make a friend a horror, you know. Uh huh. Yeah. He's so. I don't. I mean, are we Richard? Uh, Richard can I ask gonna, a question? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did they make you carry around a folding chair? <laughs> Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah. 
and take it to like specific areas. Well, they said they didn't provide one, but I had to bring one myself. Oh, I started bringing one because I was like, well, I can't sit down anywhere, man. It's yeah. hard, you know. So I started bringing it in. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, guys, are we gonna break this? Thing? It just seems like uh, I just want to emphasize, and I'm sure you already know this, but of course, Marlon Brando was playing the character of Colonel Kurtz. You know what I mean? And so I just am curious where that line is for you of where the movie stops and where true religion begins. So I just got a ticket from you guys and flew in from Cambodia this morning, right? Really expensive tickets. Yeah, thank you for that, man. But, you know, it was hard. We had the courtesy of the grave of Quincy Jones. That's anyway. (laughs) He's dead? No, he's fine. He's fine. So you flew in this morning. Yeah, flew in this morning from there because that's where I've been living, man. And, you know, I've been trying to keep the word of Kurtz alive out there. Jesus Christ. All the teachings, wow. all the I mean, teachings. It's been 40 years. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But so- it's easy, you know, it's easy to keep the word alive. We There's a lot of, like, stuff they left over from, from, the, from whenever he was around. So there. you've just been living on the set? I guess you would call it that, yeah. I don't, wow. I don't think of it as a set. I think of it as a home and... And temple. Man, that's no, dark. Yeah, this is really, really sad. No, I. This is a fictional character. And honestly, a lot of what his speeches that he was saying to you are, are just a, an old drunk actor who was messing up his lines. Right. Kind of half quoting T.S. Eliot. Yeah. Did he get a fly in his mouth? Yeah, at one point he got a fly in his mouth. Yeah, yeah that was part of it, man. He attracted <laughs> flies to his mouth. Yeah, he, that was he, part of what made you deify him? Yeah. Well, to God. Because I remember seeing you around set with a ton of flies in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I started trying to be... Also, we were very hungry because they only gave us Tic Tacs between, uh, oh, yeah. between takes, I guess. Yeah, string cheese was only like if the director was getting a treat for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Sometimes they let us... You know, when, it, when, when all these other guys were done with it, they let us go and like... Like pick at the guacamole a little bit with the string cheese, mm-hmm. which was nice. Which was, of course, my famous keto guacamole, mm. which had mm. full baguettes of full, full baguettes. <laughs> yeah, it was. It wasn't great for keto. Yeah, <laughs> you know keto. I still never know. But yeah, you. So you were taken in by that, and you've spent the last forty years. Are there any other people still following? I mean, you know, we, we there are there's like one other guy. Who I kind of stay with out there. Wait, who? This one other guy? Uh, kind of looks like you, actually. Looks a little bit like you. About the same age, I think. About the same age as me? Yeah. <laughs> about the same age. Exact same kind of look. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. At first, I thought maybe this was like a brother, uh, father, but this could be, be your brother. This could be your I twin. Have, twin bro- have you ever seen this woman before? This pic- Wait, put a fedora a picture. on the picture? <laughs> put a- all right, okay. I'll, All right, there's a go. little tiny fedora. Yeah, here, I'll be here. Yeah. I have go. the picture. Should I say? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that woman who would dress up as other people. That's she that woman po- who would dress up as other people. Normally on a pranks, movie yeah, set, yeah. you'd be like, there are plenty of women dressing up as other people, but, but not, not on this one. Not on this one. Just the one. Wow. Now, did you ever have sexual intercourse with this woman? Yeah. Okay. Look. One time, Kurtz called me over, okay? And Kurtz called me over to the temple <laughs> sure. to speak to me. And he started quoting from the gods. When I say quoting, he was kind of reading things off the wall. Yeah, like there. they had some cards taped up on the wall and he was yeah. just reading right from them. I yeah. guess that's how the gods communicate, man. They put stuff on the wall. <laughs> they yeah. read? Yeah, they read. They write, on, write down stuff on index cards. 
and you read him off it. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then sometimes he would call off to a god who would yell the thing he was supposed to <laughs> yeah, say back. Yeah, that's it, man. You yeah. know, you know yeah, the okay. Yeah, you know how yeah. how the god oh, speaks. Boy. Yeah, that's good. And then uh, we started talking a little bit. We started kissing. It started going well. <laughs> and then he pulled off <laughs> his rubber mask, man, and he was oh, he looked like her. Was my mom. Oh my god, oh. Debbie. Debbie, she is funny. Good. Dude. Can I say something? Yeah. I don't know that I think it's funny. I don't think fucking Why not? everyone is funny because oh, I'm a lighten up. It seems like a joke pointed at. Specifically, me. Yeah, Come to on, make it impossible man. for me to find where I'm from or what my. That's great. No, look, man. My friend who who I live who the other the other one's still around. That Pritchard uh, Berkowitz is like this. <laughs> Pritchard. Yeah. That's my my name's Richard, and so his name's Pritchard. It's yeah, pretty his different. His name man. isn't Richard, man. It's Pritchard. but it sounds. Okay, Not everything's whatever. about you, man. Yeah. All right. Okay, what about him? Well, he. What well, What were you saying before this? Look, man, I've been smoking dope <laughs> all the way on the flag. Yeah, here, I man. should say yeah, you were. Sure, yeah. We got a lot of calls from TSA and everything yeah. about you smoking on the flight, and they had to ground the flight yeah, four times. They did, the man. They did. Wow. Yeah. But I, you know, I do feel like we're narrowing down who your father could have been. We know definitively at least three or four people that she did have sex with. Yeah, including of all of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's clear. It's clear that she was attracted to power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for her to have slept with two extras and an off and a set PA yeah. <laughs> turned personal trainer. Yeah, that's he is kind of trying to. We we're kind of a powerhouse group yeah. of that set guys. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. four of us, we, two yeah. two extras, a set PA, and, and a, a baby. <laughs> And a, fetus. a baby, Devin. <laughs> okay. A baby. Okay. We're not going to have this argument again. Uh, wow. Well, I mean, so this is incredible. There's so much to unpack here. But first and foremost, um, you think Marlon Brando is a god? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, there, you know, how else would you explain that whole thing happening with him? You know, how else would you explain somebody shows up on set, right? Mm-hmm. You know what's a set. Huh? <laughs> what? You know it's you a set. Mean, you understand. You know you understand it's a, it's a set. You understand it's a movie set, and you understand that he's Marlon Brando. Right? Yeah. What? When was that? The, that's not the question. Okay. I'm not. Brando is a great actor, man. But Kurt okay. is who I worship. Wait. Wow. So you think are they different people? Yeah. You think he sort of transformed before your eyes into the deity known as Kurtz? No, he's a separate person. Mm. Interesting. Well, sometimes it was. Sean uh, Brando, and That's sometimes right. it was you know a yeah. standard. But did you? Wait. D- what? Wait, hang on. He's hang- bleeding from the nose. <laughs> smoking some dope. Smoking some dope. Okay. Okay. Wait a minute. No. So he, Marlon Brando. He's the. He's like a. He's a bald guy, right? Yep. Bald yeah. guy. Big guy. Yeah. For this movie, yeah. Yeah. Always eating baguettes. Baguettes. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Walrus tusks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's Marlon Brando. Kurtz. That's Kurtz. That's not Kurtz. Describe him. Kurtz? Describe Kurtz. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, he's kind of uh, kind of tall. Uh, sort of brown, brown looking, <laughs> tall brown. Uh, Sort of wood, like wood, wooden looking, you know. Are you huh. talking about a tree? <laughs> <laughs> sort of like a tall wooden thing with gr- with green uh, oh hair, God. like okay, oh with green hair. This yeah, a, I mean, it, it could go either way still because I often would feed like Marlon uh, 
I was just like, I didn't have time because I was doing so much. So I would just give him a nest of birds and eggs mm -hmm. and just put it on his shoulder. So <laughs> it could have been hard to tell him apart from a tree. But it sounds to me like our friend Noah Patagonia was worshiping a tree. It does, yeah. Kurtz. <laughs> oh, no, well, it doesn't seem like you're fully still sort of with it. I, I what do you mean? I'm with it. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> what? Wow. Don't oh, Charles, Charles, calm down. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Easy, everybody. Easy. Right, everyone. You know, why don't we? Why don't we reset? Why don't we take a break? We'll come back with some more trivia info yeah, from the movie scene trivia. of Apocalypse Now. All right. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Hey, if, if you like the show, give us a follow at First Hand Pod on Instagram. You can see uh, posts going back through the old episodes if you want to catch up and uh, letting you know when the new ones are coming out. Thanks. Welcome back. Hey. Hey. Welcome back to First Hand. We're here with Richard Burquist and Noah Patagonia. Uh, I think we're having a lot of fun. I'm having a blast. Right? I'm learning. I'm, uh, you know, I guess that's a type of fun. Yeah, Richard seems pretty upset. Well, uh, I thought I would come away with some answers today. Mm -hmm. I'm having not... a great conversation with the, my friend here. Uh, uh, Noah is looking at the flat, table. Flat young buddy. Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel. Okay. How Noah. did you know our table's name? That's surprising. Yeah, I've been talking to him, man. Uh, wow, I, he's on some out. kind of wavelength. I don't know. I mean, this is nuts. I mean, yes, obviously Noah is a little whacked out here, and obviously Richard is a little sad because he mm -hmm. doesn't know what happens in Apocalypse Now. He's never seen the movie. I'm, I've gotten some context clues, but overall, mm -hmm. uh, I was just following my mother's wishes when she wow. kind of laughed at me and said, "Don't ever see the movie." So, oh, so that was very well, clearly, so She told you. She's trolling you, man. What she do you was, think it's about, just based on the title? Yeah, what clues. you've heard so far. It just, it sounds like people went camping or something, and there was a mm -hmm. storm. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, at, after the storm, uh, they found their friend. I don't disagree with that summary. In a way, that's you know, fair. It's pretty clean. I mean, there's only yeah. like seven types of stories. Hey, and that's true. one of them is... People go camping, there's a storm, and then they find their friend. Uh -huh. That's a good point. Man yeah. versus camping. <laughs> man versus camping humor. versus camping. Camping versus man. Camping, camping versus, versus man, man, which yeah. would be, of course, deliverance. That's right. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Camping versus self. Uh -huh. <laughs> and that's, uh, you know, when a tent eats itself. Mm -hmm. Clouds against peaches. <laughs> Yeah, that's yes. Which I remember that. Of course, that James and the Giant Peach. Yes, that's right. Yes, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas is a type of story. A cloudy with a chance of peach balls. Uh huh. <laughs> that's a one of my favorite types of stories. Yeah. And those are the seven types. And those are the seven types. I think we named seven. I think we did. Ones. Well, now we're gonna go around and we're gonna each share one piece of trivia from the set of this movie. So we're this is a little segment we're calling Fun Fact. So just a little fun fact. From the set of this film, Greg, do you have a fun fact from I this movie do. you'd like to share? Did you know? Go on. That on the on the set of Apocalypse Now, uh, during that period, more food was consumed than was consumed in the entire world from 1450 to 1880. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Now this seems almost impossible to quantify, yeah. and uh, yet, and yet we measured it. We would test Marlin's feces his dung you know which we were doubling up taking the baths that francis made us take 
the baths and shit. We were in shit yeah. together. Okay. Sorry, I can't come back. stop thinking. Come back. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Come back, Greg. I'm having a... Every time I hear like a helicopter blade, it takes me back to when we filled that prop helicopter up with shit and took a bath in it. Yeah. Noah, were you ever around for any of these shit baths? Did Kurtz make you take any baths and shit? Oh, before he made me, uh, yeah, I was doing them, man. <laughs> Love them shit baths, man. I grew up taking them. Before? Wow. Yeah. Wow. I can't claim to understand that. Well, it's uh, it's nourishing, you know? It's, cut, it's from your own your body. Your parents made you take them? Hmm? Your parents wouldn't? No, I don't have parents, man. Oh. Wow. It yeah. can be tough, right? What? Uh-oh, a connection. To not have someone there and that when feels to watch a film necessary. with you man yeah you got to have someone to watch a film with uh-huh. yeah that but um you got to watch a good movie man can't believe you've never seen it i'm i'm watching I'm, richard desperately reach out and try to hold noah's hand and no, it's just not happening just, um, yeah. <laughs> i'm trying to just no what are you doing, man? And that's my shit. Weird. Sometimes that's my shit. All right, all right. Hey, all right. Charles, hey, Charles, hey, Charles hey, calm hey, down. Hey, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm we sorry. haven't gotten through the fun facts yet. Yeah. Force a connection, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Trying to take my shit from my hand. Well, man. that's a crazy fun fact about all that food being consumed just by the Grimace himself. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. nuts. Well, I have a similar fun fact. Oh, yeah. Mm. Did you know that more medical resources were used to attend to those on the set of Apocalypse Now than were used in the entire Vietnam War. Wow, that seems yeah. pretty bloody conflict. That's right. That seems and most of that was, I mean, you know, I was wearing a tourniquet at all times mm-hmm. just to kind of control blood flow to different parts of my body. Hmm. Now, that, I think of a tourniquet as being a thing for an open wound. Well, it was strategic. I mean, would, every once in a while, I would have, you know, it's like, let's let's pool more blood in my legs. Let's pool more blood in my arms. And just try to keep blood. it away from the heart. Uh, you have a bandana over your aorta, right? That's right. <laughs> you had a tiny bandana over my aorta. <laughs> yeah, do, but these do, are the do, things I had. Do, what, Greg? Is the what? for a heart attack to keep blood away from the yes, heart? Yes, <laughs> of course, because the heart can't process it. The arteries are clogged. Just keep it spinning around the other parts of your body so you can still function. But the heart is dead. In that point, the heart is dead, okay. but the rest of your body can get through the rest of a day of shooting. That's what it was for uh, me. You got to get through wow. the day. Well, hey, whatever it takes to get through the day, you know? Hey, damn right. Uh, so I would, uh, so yeah, I was taking up a lot of the medical resources. That's wow. my fun fact. Noah, what's your fun fact? From oh Spanish yeah, uh, I got a fun fact. Did you know the entire film was filmed in Warner Brothers Studios in Burbank, <laughs> California? <laughs> yes, and we should have said this at the oh, beginning, yeah, yeah. but it was all shot on location yeah. in Warner Brothers. Cra- yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the director, uh, he didn't, like, he didn't know how to shoot the, you know, the right angles. Because Humphrey Bogart was tall, was shorter than Ingrid Bergman, uh-huh. so he started putting uh-huh. right uh-huh. putting Humphrey Bogart on blocks. Okay. We might be we what might you be talking? Yeah, talking? we might be talking about Apocalypse Now, man. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so Michael Curtis, the director, decided that when she walks into Rick's, which is uh, his, uh, you know, his like bar, Casablanca. right? He's that he he's gonna shoot it all from low angles, man. Right. So it looked like it was more. He was taller than uh, he was, man. And describe yeah. Rick. He's sort of this tall wooden kind of uh, <laughs> column with branches. And describe Ingrid Bergman. Yeah, uh, sort of like uh, a bush. <laughs> 
Yep. I don't know if yeah, you were on set for Apocalypse Now because it was because it was filmed in Burbank. I mean that what that review was been, correct. Could have been on set for Apocalypse Now. Could have been on set for Casablanca. Could have just been in the woods. Yeah, I don't know. What. Really hard to nail you down. <laughs> A lot of people would say there's too much going on with this guy. I would never, I would never, never say that. I would never. A lot of never people would be like, that. "There's not a clear thing, man." <laughs> what? No, I think there's some clear there's stuff. Some clear. Insanity isn't a game. <laughs> people think, would say, "Man," but I'd say it's a game, I man. Disagree. Charles Trav, do you think there's too much going on? This <laughs> way? Oh, I got the results, man. Oh, oh Trav has the oh, results. Oh, he landed on my arm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wait, so uh, um, Richard, do your do your fun fact and real then quick, we'll and then the we'll give you the results. The results. Of 23andMe oh after God. this fun fact. Mm-hmm. Well, um, as you know, my mother uh, Yeah, you also... won't shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I just, it's... Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I understand. It's, it's too much. Uh, uh, my mother also edited the film. Mm. Uh, a lot of uncredited ah, editing on mm. that. And um, wow. the first cut of it uh, was just an assembly mm-hmm. that they just pretended to edit over and over again. And... <laughs> That was it. They worked on the movie for 45 minutes. Really? Wow. The You're editing process me. was very short. That's insane. They just hung out. They just they, they just, just sort of stitched out. it together and were like, I guess that's it. Wow. Yeah. And then yeah. they hung out for over a year? Yeah. yeah this started, I, I remember vaguely, this started because she dressed up as the editor to mm-hmm. start of a prank that she was mm-hmm. going to prank the post-producer. Yes. I remember this and very sexy prank. Stayed and then she stayed in, in character and edited the film. Well, or didn't edit the film. No, right. she just had that assembly. She she sent the post supervisor um, a mm. cut of the film, which was her dressed as the editor uh, being shot. And uh, that lived. I know you haven't seen the movie, but that lived. <laughs> that is in there, yeah. That really? Is in the cut. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and she um, uh, she has has a version of it where she just gets wrapped up in the in the actual film and gets stuck in it. Like she's like, it gets funny dragged into the movie. So mm. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like a last action hero thing, yeah. or like uh, coming Roger in Rabbit, and out of the movie. Kinda, yeah, Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Um. So you know. Wow. And then she just coasted on that for a year and a half. That's so fun. It fucked everyone there. Right? Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Interesting. <sighs> Man. That's a fun fact. Well, that leads us perfectly into opening the twenty three and me. So I guess presumably when we open this envelope, we might know who Richard's father is. Yeah. Presumably when we open this envelope, we will wrap up. Who Richard's father is, mm-hmm. possibly wrapping up the story of Pritchard, mm-hmm. the only other member of <laughs> to Noah's cult. Kind of forgot. Yeah. Don't maybe, forget about Pritchard. Maybe opening Noah Patagonia's eyes to the truth of the world around him. Maybe not. Come yeah. on, man. My eyes are open. <laughs> Kurt's yeah. open. His man. eyes have been wide open oh, this yeah. entire time. I, it's terrifying. Truly That's bloodshot. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, this guy looks like Dennis Hopper on speed. All right, Noah, do you want to open the envelope or do you want someone else to do it? I'd love to open the envelope. Right, That's Richard, not Noah. Sorry. <laughs> There's like 11 fucking yeah. names. There are around. a lot of people Devin. in here. Okay. Um, here we go. Okay, he's opening up. Classic envelope opening sounds. Yep. Oh, he's looking oh at my it. God. Oh, what, what is it, man? My father is... Um, huh? still, uh, the, the water buffalo? <gasps> the water buffalo. You know what? We did use every part of the buffalo. Uh. <laughs> Wow, and we do I hope it's not bubble. problematic at all for us to end an extended riff about how a woman had sex with everyone <laughs> on set by saying that she also had sex with an animal on set somehow. It was her prank. I guess. Wow. Why I have these 
horns? Wow, and now oh, I am noticing yeah. the horns. Wait, I didn't want take, to comment, man. Take the, take the fedora off. And yes, there are horns on I your head. Oh my god. Oh, oh no, Trav, Trav. Uh oh, <laughs> we got a little bit of an <laughs> Animal Kingdom okay. thing going on. All right, okay. Oh, hey, and back now, up. Charles, water, stop back this. Up. And of course, my water buffalo heart is right. kicking Charles, into overdrive right Charles, now. Charles, if you're not going to do anything, I'm going to do anything. <laughs> no. Give me that gun. You solved nothing here. The presence of Charles stopped nothing. You've shot Noah and Richard. It, oh my you need God. a good guy with a gun, not oh. a good frog with a gun. Uh, Jesus Christ. The horror. <laughs> the horror. Oh, God. I honestly Man. feel like if Richard does die, then I did it with him a favor. Okay. <laughs> Putting him out of his misery. Okay. Well, again, I mean, that's no, Noah, God not damn it. <laughs> well, quickly, before our fucking guests guy die, I wonder if they have anything to plug. Yeah, I wonder Jesus if they have anything Christ. to discuss at all. I or anyone they, you want to absolve or, of, their, yeah, of your own murder? Anyone you like to call for help? Anyone? I, uh, I, as I lay here dying, uh, I just want to forgive you. Um, you understand don't have to. You shouldn't. You know, it's a hard word, world out there, and there's a lot going on. And uh, I, I feel like, as a person who's been pranked a lot, um, <laughs> I understand that we're just all trying to get by. Oh, wow. Beautiful sentiment. And I'm, I'm guessing we're going to get an equally lucid and beautiful sentiment. Yeah, maybe if now. he's still living. Oh, man, that hurts. Oh, I just want to plug Harold Knight at the UCB Theater. Oh, he's so sad. He's not making any sense. Uh, Who would ever... Long form improvisational comedy. What do these words even mean? Uh, they say the mind's the first thing to go. It created by Del Close in Chicago. I, I can tell you this. I'm bored. Um, <laughs> you're going to see two teams no, do Jesus it tonight. Okay, no, I'm glad right, we got Del right. Close because I feel like we didn't talk enough about any old white drug addict <laughs> racists. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> on this podcast in general. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Wow. Well, thanks a lot, Greg. Hey, I just want to quickly say we did it, guys. We got enough money for my heart surgery, <sighs> but it sounds like now we might need this one for, for my heart Swaddle surgery. Heart, well, so. God, we're gonna clean up the studio, and you can join us next week for our season finale. We should say. We, we know say. we've been teasing it all year. We've been teasing it all year for the season finale. Enough beating around the bush. We're doing it. We're doing. 9-11. 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>